Don't look back because the market is closed. Good Tuesday afternoon, everyone. Tyler Harris here with you for today's VRA Investing Podcast. We got another solid rebound day to start off this week this week for our broad market indexes, hitting some fresh all-time highs today. And I'll get to that here more in a second. But today, we also had... Jay Powell's testimony in front of Congress. They love to put this guy out there as much as they can. Uh, We don't really understand it, but today was an impressive day for him. He was able to avoid talking down the markets, and that is a win for Jay Powell, no doubt about it. Uh, But even without even watching too much of his testimony today, it's becoming abundantly clear that the Fed cannot raise rates, or even tapered their bond buying just yet. After last week's FOMC meeting, we saw how the market panicked, uh, going from all-time highs earlier in the week in some of our indexes and some of our smaller sectors, and then getting the sell-off into the end of the week. They took the fear and greed index all the way down to a 30. So you see how worried market participants are about the Fed raising rates, and now the Fed is going to have to walk back some of their hawkish rhetoric uh, from last week. You can't really even say hawkish. They're not talking about raising rates for two years now, aren't talking about a an actual timeline of when they'll be tapering or by how much. Just saying that they would do it was enough to send the market into a panic. So you see now the hole that they have dug themselves into here and really – The rate hikes two years away, we talked about this last week as well, are essentially irrelevant. That is too far of a timeline in advance for them to be making predictions right now. And the funny thing about that is that in two years from now, when they would be thinking about thinking about raising rates, well, we would have taken on even more debt by then, which makes it even harder for the Fed to raise rates. So they're in a bit of a catch-22 there about what they're going to do, but we now see it as more likely that the Fed will actually lower rates rather than raising. We've been talking about uh, not being worried about where the 10-year was earlier in the year when the market was freaking out about it. If you were here with us, we said it was nothing to be worried about. We're going to continue to head lower from here exactly what's happened. The tenure was down a little bit today again as well. Uh, but if you if you were able to tune into Kip's show last night on Wayne Allen Root's show, War Now, on USA Radio, then you heard our latest prediction that is certainly a contrarian one. We don't hear anybody else talking about this right now, at least not here for the United States, but that the U.S. will be going the way of Europe the way of Japan, into the territory of negative interest rates. Today, the ECB quoted on their Twitter from Christine Christine Lagarde saying that negative rates have often been criticized because of their potential side effects, but their assessment continues to, to see it as a positive one, saying that the benefits continue to outweigh the costs. So you see how the rhetoric is changing here to make it more palatable for negative interest rates. Now that the ECB says that it's fine and they can continue with it, 
Well, what's to stop other central banks from adopting policies of negative interest rates? What's to stop the Federal Reserve from adopting the same strategy? Well, here at the VRA, we think that it's only a matter of time before that happens. And we see it perfectly this week in the market. Look at what just happened. The sell-off that we saw last week on the fears of the, head, of the Fed's hawkish tone sent the market lower, sent fear higher. Then, this week, as they begin to walk it back just a little bit, the markets loved it, and we got right back to those all-time highs. And some new ones here, the NASDAQ hitting an all-time high today. But this is why we see more accommodative policy coming our way. We're only in the second year of this bull market and this bull market melt-up. And folks, we continue to believe that this is going to be one for the record record books. It's going to be able to rival or even surpass the dot-com melt-up where we saw the NASDAQ gain 575% in just five years. We think that's the kind of market environment that we're entering here, one with easy, accommodative policy from the Fed, and then the old adage will ring true, don't fight the Fed. And right now, don't fight the tape as well. And let's look at our markets on the day to talk about the tape. The NASDAQ today leading the way. Uh, haven't seen this one in a while, at least since about February of this year. Value has led, but since the May 12th capitulation lows, NASDAQ has continued to lead the way. And remember, I mean, just a few weeks ago, even since the May 12th lows, talking heads and, and the financial mainstream media, Wall Street gurus were telling us that tech and growth stocks were dead in the water. Value was going to be the leader. It's what's going to uh, lead the way for the rest of this bull market. Well, like I said, tech has now led since the May 12th lows. It was our first index here, at least after this Fed meeting, to hit all-time highs. And we continue to see it in a number of sectors and indexes as well. So, again, crazy to see the fear and greed index hit a 30 on Friday. And how much bearish sentiment there is out there, considering we're right here at all-time highs. We think it's a perfect recipe for a wall of worry move higher. We know how much our markets love to climb a wall of worry. But like I said, the, the NASDAQ leading the way today, up just under eight-tenths of 1%, hitting an all-time high of 14,253. We were followed there by the S&P 500, up just over half a percent, just shy of an all-time high here. I mean, we're 11 points away from an all-time high in the S&P 500 at 4,246. Next up was the Dow Jones up two-tenths of 1% uh, to 33,945. And actually beating the Dow Jones today was the Russell 2000. Had the biggest rally from its lows of the day to finish up four-tenths of 1% to uh, 2,295. Looking at our internals on the day, though, this is one area... That is a little worrying, maybe not necessarily cause for any uh, panic yet, but we want to see these in improve because they were just okay yesterday as well and right in the same territory today. So really pretty incredible showing the strength of our markets to be able to hit all-time highs with weak internals here. Advancing stocks did beat out a declining stocks for both the NYSE and the NASDAQ, but it was by a narrow margin. But 50, new 52-week highs to lows continue to be our bright spot, have been for some time. 
We saw it combined 251 stocks hitting 52-week highs today to just 60 stocks hitting 52-week lows. And lastly, volume. Very similar to advanced decline here. Coming in positive across the board for both the NYSE and the NASDAQ. But again, a narrow margin here. So, tough to complain when you see positive numbers across the board like this from the internals. But we'd like to see some improvement here. And as our market continues higher, we think that we will see some improvement from the internals. Looking at our sectors on the day, we finished with 9 out of our 11 S&P 500 sectors higher on the day. We were led by consumer discretionary, followed there by tech. We saw XLK, which is the technology ETF, hitting an all-time high today. So great to see tech leading the way. We didn't see it as much from the NASDAQ. Uh, SMH finished up, let's see here, finished up 0.65% on the day. So solid action, but not leadership. So we want to get back to the point where we're seeing uh, tech leading the market like we saw today, but semis also leading tech. But on a positive note from the semis, NVIDIA was just short of an all-time high today, did close at an all-time, was able to hang on to close at an all-time closing high, though. Uh, so good to see that from the biggest name in that sector. After that, it was communication services, energy, and materials. Our laggards on the day were utilities and real estate. And finally for today, our VRA commodity watch, gold, now lower on the day, just over three-tenths of 1% to 1776 an ounce. Hey, 1776 not, not a bad year, so maybe uh, some, some bullish undertones. That's just a joke there, folks, just a joke. But next up was silver, down as well, uh, 0.83% to $25.81 an ounce. Copper, now higher on the day, up just over 1% to $4.22 a pound. And oil, now down four-tenths of 1% to $72.83 a barrel. And lastly for today, Bitcoin Continuing some recent losses, flirted with some positive territory today, now down about half a percent to uh, 32,443 a Bitcoin. Folks, that is all that we have time for here today. Please be sure to subscribe to receive our VRA podcast every day at the market close. You can sign up at VRAinsider.com, click the podcast link at the top, and we'd love to have you with us. Thanks again for tuning in. Until next time, we'll see you back here tomorrow for the close.